It is always an honor. It is always a pleasure. It is always our duty to welcome in the godfather of the <laughs> the sports cubicle, the founder of the Rewind Sports 60, your friend, our friend, our mentor, one of the staples in our industry, the one and only Jerry Riles. Jerry, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, my God. God thank you so much, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've joined you guys on the, uh, the sports cubicle. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be a part of it. I missed the hell out of you guys. Your, your shows have been fantastic, no question about it. But uh, thank you so very much for reaching out and uh, inviting me to join the, the two of you, Devin Tingle uh, and Michael Mercado. I really appreciate it, f- f- fellas. So, uh, yeah, let, 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 let's rock and roll. Yes, let us do it here on the Sports Cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Paul Shabari, joining us later throughout the show. Of course, Devin Tingle, myself, Mike Mercado, the one and only the godfather, Jerry Riles, joining us. Jerry, you guys are doing some amazing work with this brand new show, the the pregame and the Bears recap, and you're doing it every Thursday. Some of the best hitters in our city when it comes to our industry, covering the Bears, talking sports, are joining you to talk about it. We want to talk about all that in just a little bit, but everybody wants to know the last three games, the Bears 2-1, and one, the Monsoon game, the Lambeau Field game, and then the Lovey Smith game, all the questions about Justin Fields, your vibes, your feelings about the Monsters of the Midway, this Matt Eberflus-led team, this Ryan Pace roster, your thoughts, what you've seen at Soldier Field the first three games of the NFL season. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's quite a buildup for sure. Um, and uh, honestly, it's, it's – uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to, you know, everyone projected the bears to win anywhere from four to seven games. And uh, rightly so, because they have a very young team. They have a very uh, inexperienced team um, offensively, specifically I'm talking about. Um, so many, many, uh, many of us were calling it a rebuilding season. And uh, Justin Fields has, he's, he's, he's in a tough situation to be the leader um, of a, of a, of a, Rebuilding situation with not with very limited limited weapons on offense makes it extremely difficult. Being uh, you know a second year player in the National Football League, you guys remember when the Kansas City Chiefs won um, the Super Bowl, and and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes actually went out uh, during that early part of the season with a knee injury, came back, ended up winning the Super Bowl, and he said after winning, he confessed that hey, I still can't read NFL defenses, so. To expect Justin Fields to be able to adjust to the defenses that he's faced thus far, um, it's, 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 it's asking for, you know, a, a lot from this young kid. He's very skilled. He's very talented. And I carry the flag for him, obviously, for one, a couple of reasons. But the main reason being a former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, I bleed scarlet and red. And, and, and Justin, uh, when he came to Chicago, was drafted. You know, I, you know, it brought a tear to my eye. I know what this guy can do. Many of us know what he's accomplished on a collegiate level and what he's capable of doing. Unfortunately, it takes some time to translate it over to the, uh, the professional ranks. But here's the one thing I want people to, to keep in mind and understand. And Justin, you know, with all due respect, said, hey, I had a bad game, which he did. He said, I had bad games in the past before, which he has. But one thing that people don't realize and understand with Justin Fields is the fact that when you look at the offensive side of the ball for the Bears, he probably has – he is probably the most fundamentally sound athlete on that offense. He is probably the most 
mentally prepared a football mindset for this football team offensively. So when you see him tripping over his lineman's feet, yeah, it, it looks clumsy. And to the naked eye, it's like, you know, what is this guy doing? But if you actually take a look at it and break things down, Justin Fields is so used to being disciplined, running plays exactly the way they're expected to be played. But if your offensive line footwork, and we talk about footwork with, with, with big linemen, if their footwork is off, even by a slight step, it's going to cause some misconfusion, some mistakes. It's going to cause some, some problems. And that's what I think we witnessed in some of the incidents that took place with the Chicago Bears last weekend. Um, again, and then you don't have a real serious weapon. Unfortunately, David Montgomery got injured. He got hurt. So he ended up leaving the game. And kudos to Khalil Herbert for the great job that he was able to perform uh, in the, 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 the last week. But Justin Fields didn't have any real weapons. Donnell Mooney is double covered most of the time, maybe triple covered at sometimes, depending on what the scheme, the defenses are throwing at him. And so who's your second option? Well, now St. John is your, uh, your, your second option on the receiving end. And then we know that Cole Komet just got his first pass, you know, uh, of the season. So he's not a threat at the tight end position. So now what do you do if you're Justin Fields? You've limited in throwing your passes because you don't have anyone to throw the ball to. Your best running back is down. Now, Khalil, what he rushed for 157 yards uh, and, and taking over for, for um, Montgomery? Mm -hmm. Well, the Houston Texans game planned for, for, for David Montgomery. They did not game plan for Khalil Herbert. So when he got in and started busting it up, it was a surprise to all of us, and it was a surprise to the Houston Texans and Lovey Smith. But teams are going to start scheming against them and it's going to be very interesting to see how the offensive line adjusts, how they protect, and what the running attack for the Chicago Bears is going to look like moving forward. Deb? Uh, Jerry, we're talking about the Bears as of now, and we bring up Lovey Smith from last week. I want to go to the good old days, which is very hard to believe with what we've seen from the Chicago Bears in the past 10 years or so. But 129 modern-era NFL nominees were nominated for the 2023 Hall of Fame. Four names that stand out to me are Devin Hester, Lance Briggs, Charles Tillman, and Olin Krutz. And Jerry, basically, do you think any of those guys are going to make it into the Hall of Fame class of 2023? I think it's the only one really that may have a shot um, is probably Peanut Tillman. Um, and and I, I, I say that kind of in a disappointing way because what Devin Hester did to in the National Football League not only for the Chicago Bears during his tenure, but for the league overall, was was unprecedented. Um, and even Deion Sanders talked about the way that this kid was able to perform at such a high level because he's the only one uh, at the corner and 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 uh, return man who was able to be able to accomplish uh, such great feats. Uh, and and you know uh, the amount of touchdowns that were scored, the fact that he was able to elude, uh, you know. Uh, kickoff teams and, and things of that nature and change the game for the Chicago Bears by flipping the football field. So I think, I think Devin Hester deserves to be there, but if he, and he, we know that he converted over to a receiver, uh, you know, during the latter part of his, his, his Bears career, he wasn't um, as effective, but it's very hard for a return man to, to 
be looked upon um, despite what his accomplishments were on the field as a, as a Hall of Fame caliber player. But I do believe with Peanut Tillman, and it's interesting, kudos to him because he certainly worked his butt off and he earned uh, the right to be considered a Hall of Famer because I, I don't know if you guys remember when he first came into the league, he was so bad. He was so, he was really terrible. And a lot of fans were calling him burnt peanut or toasted peanut because he was getting beat so much and uh, uh, receivers were taking advantage of him and he was out of position. He wasn't reading, you know, uh, the, the, the offense and the routes uh, precisely enough to be able to defend against defenders. Um, and so offenses were exploiting him. And until he was able to create and succeed at a high level with the peanut punch, he was almost on the, on the brink of being, you know, traded and almost out the league. He had the skill and he had the talent, but it just didn't come together for him. And fans were all over peanut till, I mean, yeah, burnt, I remember burnt peanut, you know, toasted peanut. They were, they were all over him. But once, uh, once he got everything together and he came up with that peanut punch and you hear it now today, everyone talks about it around the league, the peanut punch that changed the scope of his career. And it put him, above the top of the top as far as superior athletes are concerned, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So he's probably the only one I think that really has an opportunity to, uh, to get in. Lance Briggs was a great uh, uh, player, but I mean, he played with Brian Erlacher and um, you know, it's, it, it, that might be a push for him, but I, I, I just don't know. He's probably on the, uh, on the edge. And Olin Cruz was an outstanding leader on the offensive line for the Chicago Bears. He was very, very uh, effective and uh, the type of leader that the Bears needed. I just think with him, some of his uh, character issues may be, uh, you know, challenged and it, 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 it might hurt him. Um, but that's just my perspective on those players uh, regarding the Hall of Fame. This is why, Jerry, we love you. This is why we call you the godfather, because not only can we break down what we're seeing every single Sunday, but we also are able to take a look back at this franchise's great history. And that is why what you are doing with Thursday Night Football pregame and Bears recap is fantastic. You're bringing in guys and gals who are not only continuously covering this team, but on and off the field, but also know the history of this team. And that doesn't stop this coming up weekend, weeks coming up. Tell us how this all came together and how much you're enjoying doing this new venture over at the Rewind Sports 60 as Jerry Riles joins us here on the Sports Cubicle with Devin Tingle, Paul Shivari, Dan Marver, and myself, Mike Mercado. Thursday night football pregame Bears recap. Tell us all about this. Well, you know, and I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Um, I was... Uh presented with an opportunity there's a place out in uh, glenview uh called d's place um and it's a soul food uh cuisine uh restaurant beautiful restaurant uh at the glen if any of you have been out there uh at the glen in glenview you got to stop by it's fantastic but uh, i was presented with an opportunity to bring the rewind sports 60 back we if you guys remember if you're following the rewind sports 60 we broadcast uh from serenillo's and wheeling for about two and a half years uh, pre-pandemic. And then when the pandemic occurred, we shut things down. But uh, we got this opportunity uh, a few weeks before the regular season of 2022 NFL season to, to bring the show over to Dee's place. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was 
extremely uh, excited, but a little bit hesitant. Um, but we decided to, to pull the trigger and go on and, 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 and get out there. And uh, yeah, we're heading into our third week uh, tonight uh, as the, uh, the, the taping of the show. We are um, Thursday night football. We've got a, uh, a big game on tap, but uh, we got some great, great guests who are going to come out and, and, and join us. Uh, to launch the show a couple of weeks back, we had the great uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, journalist, Tribune, former Tribune columnist and Bear uh, Beat reporter, Fred Mitchell, come out and join us. He was fantastic. And, of course, three-time All-Pro safety for the Chicago Bears back in the 90s. Uh, Mark Carrier was in the house as well, and it was just uh, it was just so much fun. Last week we had an opportunity to bring on the uh, the great Mark Carmen, who's doing some fabulous work at WGN Radio and of course with Chicago uh, Bears podcast. And uh, we had the uh, the great former ESPN AM 1000 host Terry Tynowitz in the house as well. So uh, it, it's been a great show so far, and uh, we're going throughout the rest of the regular season tonight. We're going to have Chris Zorich on, a former uh, Chicago Bears standout, and of course. Uh, the great Mark Grody, uh, WSCR 670 to score Bears beat reporter joining us as well. We're also going to have a doctor, Dr. Chad Pedromas. We do the sports medicine update uh, report uh, with uh, Dr. Pedromas. But he's going to talk about the situation regarding Tua Tua Bayola, uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, quarterback, who, if you guys remember, we just last week, he was, he was, he was hit, uh, dropping back in the pocket. He bumped his head. And uh, he got up really, really woozy. And we know all, you know, the controversy surrounding that. Uh, if uh, the Dolphins uh, went through the proper protocol to see about the conduct and concussion situation, he came back on the football field. And uh, many thought that that was the wrong decision. So we're going to have Dr. Chad Pedromas on tonight to talk about that. And uh, as far as a human interest story is concerned, um, uh, we're going to turn our focus down to Florida with Hurricane Ian and uh, the devastation has taken place down there. A good uh, friend of mine, former colleague, she's a meteorologist down in the Florida area, Amy Sweezy is gonna uh, chime in with us as well to give us an update as far as the conditions are down there. So we're looking forward to a great, fantastic show tonight and uh, every Thursday throughout the regular season. And we definitely wanna have you guys come on out and uh, not only enjoy you know, a, a, a 90 minute show, uh, leading up to kickoff on Thursday nights, but we want you to enjoy the fabulous food at Dee's place. The chicken is outstanding. It's outstanding. Mark Carrier, who uh, you guys may or may not know, is an administrator, sports administrator at Loyola Academy out there in Wilmette, and he said he loves the place, and he's always over there getting their fried chicken, but uh, I definitely want to get you guys out. We get some grub on and just talk some sports, man, and uh, lead up to Thursday night football. So thank you for the opportunity. Jerry, thank you for the opportunity. I We are so proud and excited to see all the awesome work you are doing. You continue to be a staple of Chicago media and Chicago sports media, and uh, we can't wait to enjoy some delicious cuisine and some better Football every week as we get deeper into the season. Great food and great football. Are you kidding me? That is the Jerry Ryle special over at the Rewind Sports 60. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much. I can't wait to do this again. Uh, any final thoughts for your people here at WCPT, the city of Chicago, the, the true loyalists of the Riles experience? Yeah, I, you know, I love you guys. I miss you guys. But listen, I'm going to hold you to it. I want you guys to come out and do the sports cubicle 
on Thursday Night Football. We'll break it down. You bring out the marvelous one. I miss him. You, you, Marcado, you come on out. Tingle, you come on out. Uh, you know, I want you guys out there. We'll do a round table and we'll break things down. The Bears game. We'll do the whole nine yards and we'll get our grub on. But, uh, you know, I miss everyone over at CPT. Uh, Mark Penske is a gem in its own right. Uh, Joan Esposito, Santita Jackson, I, you know, I, I, Paul Shavari, uh, Matt Cummings. Uh, you know, I miss all of you guys. I, I, I really, really do. And uh, it was a great, uh, great time uh, while we were doing the show over there. And I, I, you know, who knows, maybe we'll get an opportunity to come back to WCPT 820 AM. But I know you guys are kicking butt and you're holding down the fort and uh, keep up the great work for sure. He's the one, he's the only, he's the godfather from the Rewind Sports 60. Join him every single Thursday. It's Jerry Rouse. We'll be back with more here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the Marvelous One, Dan Marver. It's Paul Shavari. It's Devin Tingle. I'm Mike Mercado.